What's up? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm an artist and a designer and the founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. And this is the Art Pays Me podcast. I love talking to creative people about their business, their successes, their challenges, and how they make the world a better place with their work. Let's get into it. All right, welcome to Art Pays Me. Today we have G-Sun. So G-Sun, you know, I came across your music just recently and I'm a fan, I'm a new fan. And uh, what is it that you actually do? Hey, Dwayne, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very excited to be part of it. Um, So I am a musician based um, between Toronto and Vancouver, these days mostly in Vancouver. Um, And I perform live shows as well as record original music cool and did you would you so you're between toronto and vancouver did you grow up in one of those cities yeah um so currently um well yeah i grew up in toronto and i uh, have lived i guess i most of my adulthood um in the city and a couple years ago i decided to transition over to the west coast um, and experience the Vancouver kind of life, which is not so bad. Um, so I've been enjoying it out here. But yeah, I, I definitely go back to Toronto quite a bit. Um, and I'm looking to sort of transition back over that way uh, in the near future. Cool. I, I had a chance to visit Vancouver for the first time a couple of years back now. And I was I was kind of blown away at how much they integrate nature into the city in ways that I haven't really seen in a lot of other North American cities. Do you find that? Yeah, a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Like the way that they make, you know, uh, everything so accessible is really incredible. Um, It really showcases like the beauty and the landscapes that Canada has and makes it so, yeah, as you said, like they integrate it into the city perfectly like you have the mountains and the ocean like at your fingertips um which is very cool yeah lots of good green spaces cool i guess in halifax too actually you've got um incredible nature out there yeah we do and so i i live out in timberley which is technically outside of halifax but you know i mm-hmm. can get into the city in 15 minutes but i'm basically in the woods like we saw oh, a coyote wow. yesterday so it's like Amazing. Kind of cool. That is uh, very cool. I love it. Yeah. Canada is yeah, great. Like that. It is. There's so, you know, very like magical spots and just so much wildlife. Yeah. So how, how have you been coping through the pandemic? Um, good question. I thankfully have been, you know, okay. And, um, you know, grateful for, for having health and family around and things like that. Just, you know, coming back to the sort of um, the little joys, the little basics of life uh, that keep us going. And, you know, thankfully I have my music to work on and I've just been recording, you know, a lot from home and uh, collaborating with other musicians and really honing in um, on this time to be mostly, you know, home and and working on more creative projects Um, of course like the pandemic has taken a toll on everyone but all things considered um it's been okay yeah 
Cool. It's been all right. How about you? Gee, uh, you know, I've been up and down. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's a roller coaster, yeah. It's crazy. It's like, you know, at the beginning, I was, of course, like, freaked out uh, about, like, like most people. But Mm -hmm. then I had this moment where I was like, well, this is kind of good. I get to stay home and focus on my art projects a little Mm -hmm. more. And I don't have to commute to work anymore. So it was like, I can make this work. And I thought I was going to do all these creative things, but then I hit a wall and then that didn't really pan out. So, and, and to now I'm kind of on the up, the upswing again, where I'm ready to, to start taking on stuff, but uh, it's just, it, it ebbs and flows. Totally. Yeah. There's so many waves of this, like, you know, emotionally, mentally. Um, yeah. It's, it's been quite a ride. But I think it's a, yeah, it's definitely a big learning processing experience and just like growing and developing and just sort of like coming to terms with a lot of like your own self and sort of how you function and think and um, connect with yourself and other people. It's, yeah, it's definitely an interesting, interesting time to say the least. Yeah. So did you always know that music was going to be your thing? I think I I did when I was really young. Um, I think, I mean, yeah, I, I, I kind of always did. Um, I tried to sort of go in a different path, um, sort of like in university. Uh, initially, I like started going down a different road. And then um, when I really hit some sort of wall, I just came back to realize like, oh, wait, music is totally my thing and I do have to really go down that um that trail and and navigate through the the music world and create it um so yeah I think deep down like I kind of always did know that for sure um since I was yeah like probably two years old and my parents put like a, a violin in my in my arms and I just like started learning um yeah probably before I could even learn how to speak so yeah it was definitely there so you started out with violin I've seen you play other instruments how many instruments do you play um so yeah violin is like what my parents sort of started me off with and I did that growing up until probably the age of like 10 um so I don't know how to play violin anymore I've like tried with my mom's violin and because she's a violinist but uh, I don't really remember a whole lot. Um, I took piano lessons growing up as well. So I think, I mean, I would say my main instrument's my voice. That's Mm. definitely like my primary. Um, I play some guitar and I play some piano, but I'm not super proficient in those. Um, But actually what I'd like to say is that like, you know, instruments, um, I like to see them as like, you know, these playful things that you like try out and like anyone can play anything like you know you just have to kind of uh look at it as this um I guess playful joyful experience where it's not like this pressure to like sound amazing on you know whatever it is that you're trying out it's just like more so to experience it you know Mm. you know what I love that you said that I I'm finding some parallels with so you're classically trained uh, in, mu- in mu- music and you actually went on to study 
music at the post-secondary level at Berkeley College of Music and you study the music industry and stuff like that. And one might expect that you have a like more strict perspective on how the music how music would be or instrumentation might be but like you know I found for me I went to art school and Mm -hmm. there was a point where I probably would have turned my nose up at certain art practices and certain things but like I hit a point where I I was like no like everything is valid like there are so many different ways you can jump into the exactly Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. Like, it's all art. It's all music. Like, it doesn't really matter how you structure it. And I think, like, coming, you know, at it with, like, a very open mind and open heart, like, you can really, like, develop any kind of, like, artwork you want to. And it doesn't have to sound in any, you know, particular way. Um, There are no, you know, real rules or guidelines. I mean, unless you are, like, yeah, trying to play very specific you know in an orchestra or in a jazz band or whatever I mean but but even that is like very open to interpretation so yeah yeah it's it's very interesting because there I find it hard sometimes when people ask me to critique their their work because I can I can critique it according to these set rules that I learned and if you're trying to achieve a certain specific goal but I can't tell you whether it's good or not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's totally it. Like, yeah. Yeah, there's no right or wrong, good or bad. It's just, you know, it is it is what it is. Yeah. So you you have like three very interesting cultural identities that intersect. I wanted to dig into that a bit. So you've got Canadian and you've got Uruguayan, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> And South Korean. Yeah, there's a lot of different cultures mixed in there. Um, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. How does that influence your music? Yeah, great question. Um, So, yeah, it's interesting to have this conversation with a lot of people about, like, the intersectionalities of, like, multi-ethnicity, multi, you know, being multiracial, multilingual, multicultural, Um, and I think it's definitely a blessing, um, having so many different kinds of perspectives from different countries, different languages, cultures, religions, people, um, you know, cuisines, like everything is, is sort of like this mixture. Um, and so I think like, uh, it's translated into my own, you know, self, my own perspectives, my own. Uh, music with mixtures fusions sort of like taking bits and pieces and and uh, seeing what happens with it so yeah I feel I feel very grateful to have that diversity um, and the ability to yeah write music in Spanish and connect with Latin artists um, and yeah I'm hopefully going to be able to do that with uh, Korean one day soon I'm trying to learn the alphabet first and then just like go through some basics uh, to get you know the language uh, going but yeah right now I think those are are all very like integral elements and to you know who I am and uh, what my music is is developing into. Mm. Is it um more in like how do you decide whether a song is going to be 
in English or Spanish or like later on Korean, uh, like, like, how do you, how do you know that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I have like, yeah, I, I, I don't really necessarily plan it in advance, like saying like, okay, this has to be in English or this has to be in Spanish. Um, the last three EPs that I've released have been mostly in English with, you know, at least one song in Spanish on each of them. But over the last, uh, I would say, couple of years, I've started to really start honing in and exploring um, my more Latin side uh, culturally and linguistically. So I've just been listening to a lot more, you know, uh, like South American artists, Mexican artists, um, Central American, like just really like digging into that uh, and also collaborating with um, Spanish-speaking musicians. And so that sort of like brought out this uh, newly sort of inspired like desire for creating music in Spanish. So funny enough, the next uh, album that I have coming out, which is my first like full-length album and not EP, um, we'll have about, I think, yeah, like five tracks in Spanish. It'll be mostly Spanish and then a couple uh, in English. So it's kind of, yeah, it, reversing the process that I've taken in the past. Uh, and I'm super excited about it because I think it just has like a whole other level of like richness um, and and culture that, you know, really emanates from the music. Right, right. And it's... It's uh, it's interesting for me. Like I don't speak Spanish. I don't understand Spanish, but I still got the. There's a certain energy, a certain vibe, uh, I I get from the music that I could, it still translates. So mm -hmm. it's interesting that I still feel like yeah, one one could enjoy, the album even if they don't necessarily speak Spanish. Totally. Yeah, and I appreciate you saying that actually because it's funny I. Um, during many of my live shows, I play mostly like a set in Spanish, um, like, or at least, you know, 50% of the set in Spanish. And yeah, my sisters have said in the past, like, Giselle, you have to play more English, like people don't speak Spanish. And it's funny, because, you know, I understand that side. But at the same time, all of the audience that like, you know, gives me feedback after the show just says how much they love the stuff in Spanish, even if they don't understand what it means. They, you know, pick up on the sort of like emotionality and like really just, yeah, the music, they they connect with it in a certain way, even if they don't speak the language. And I think that's beautiful because like that music transcends any, you know, language, linguistic barriers. Like I think anyone can connect with music and the power of music and how it does connect and resonate with different people in in different ways is beautiful. I think that's like one of the most magical processes. Um, and there's just something about like sp the Spanish language and like the poetry aspect of like writing in Spanish that I think um, I've co been connecting with on a deeper level than writing in English lately. It just has a different connotation uh, writing in Spanish than in English and it doesn't necessarily always like translate in the same way um, when you take it word by word right right huh so you know with with that said 
can you tell me about the uh, Gracias a la Vida project? Yeah, definitely. Um, great pronunciation, by the way. Do you speak another language as well, Dwayne? No, like I, nah, I just, just. <laughs> that pronunciation was great. I like, I like heard you like really trying to like <laughs> make, you know, make the, uh, yeah, the effort. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah, Gracias a la Vida Project sort of um, was born last year like kind of in the midst of the pandemic around March 2020 I was um you know that was kind of like the the height of the world sort of locking down and and getting quite scared and people you know retreating and into their homes and all of that and yeah, it was definitely like a, a very difficult, I mean, it still is difficult, but it was a, a, an extremely difficult time um, and, you know, very complicated and, and just unknown generally. Um, and I just kept, for some reason, like reflecting on just like, okay, like, uh, you know, we're home, we have shelter we have food we have family like things that are just like you know the simple sort of uh things that ground us and so I, i for some reason i just kept going onto like youtube and listening to covers of this of the song that i've known you know my whole life gracias a la vida uh originally written by chilean um the chilean artist violeta parra and you know there's tons of interpretations and covers and the Mercedes Sosa version is is one of the most famous ones. And I just kept listening to it and I thought like, you know what? Like this is the time to do a cover of this song right now because yeah, gracias a la vida means thanks to life. And what a better time to, you know, really hone in on that appreciation um, and gratitude for life than, than now, um, especially given the circumstances in the world, like, how incredible is it that we we get to you know still be here um so yeah slowly but surely I just thought you know what the 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 fact that music um is so healing and is so powerful and really does connect us and um you know not just connect us with each other but with ourselves I think like there's there's such a beauty to it um I I thought you know I'm it's a perfect time to reach out to some former classmates um, and some friends from, from the music world, from music school, to put together this project um, in order to raise funds for music therapy um, across Canada. So the whole premise is to raise awareness um, for music therapy and, yeah, raise money and and, and just kind of combine, infuse that music with um, I guess, you know, philanthropy. Cool. So how does music therapy work? I've heard it, heard people talk about it before, but, um, I don't, I don't think I've necessarily seen it in practice. Yeah. Great question. Um, yeah, it's not as popular as I wish it was, as it should be. Um, I think, yeah, music therapy is like very sort of under the radar because it's not necessarily one of those services that are like covered by insurance or that are like government funded, etc. Usually it's like more private. So um, music therapy essentially 
uh, helps anyone and everyone, uh, whether, yeah, like you're in the setting of like a care home, a hospital, um, you know, it helps, you know, people of all ages through, through sound and through like healing through sound and music and sort of having that tactile function because, you know, it uses a certain part of the brain as well. Um, and so music therapists go in with instruments, they, they sing, they, they kind of have like a small intimate musical experience with patients who, who need it the most. Um, and, and those, you know, participants are able to really engage in an active way and, um, and really, you know, at the end of the day, make, make music with the therapists. Um, and it, yeah, it's used to deal with a lot of different kinds of like traumas or, or illnesses and, um, yeah, shown to, to be monumentous. Um, so that's, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. I'm not a music therapist myself, but like one of my best friends is. And um, yeah, the stories that she's told me about like how much someone improves or heals from certain, you know, um, illnesses is like really just incredible. Right. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you find that um, in this this time period, do like is your, do you know if your friend is like able to to connect with more people like over zoom and things like that. Yeah. Funny enough. Um, music therapy, I mean, was always done in person. It's a very like, uh, sort of, yeah, like tactile kind of thing, like in person, but, um, over the pandemic, it has started over zoom. And interestingly enough, I think, yeah, my friend is able to connect with, um, you know, clients, in different cities and different time zones, even, you know, with someone in the States, like, I think, you know, the ability of, of having this more online presence, um, is kind of a blessing in a way, Mm -hmm. although obviously it's, it's more impactful to be, you know, in front of the person, but it's not a bad, like, it's not a bad alternative, um, in the meantime. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So you released, uh, your EP Fiend last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what's the um, story? Yeah. Sure. What's the story behind Fiend? Yeah. Yeah, great question. Um, so th- for some reason everything's sort of been in threes. Like my EPs usually have about three songs on them. There's been now three EPs released. And I thought Fiend as like the culmination of that chapter of threes and of EPs. Um would kind of be very fitting because it's been an interesting musical journey navigating each of those chunks of uh, of music over the last, I guess, four years, four to five years. Um, and fin in Spanish and, you know, in other languages means the end. So I wanted to kind of close that book of EPs and of threes Um and work on something new, on something different, um, something that's, you know, in this case, like on the next album, it's going to be primarily Spanish and it's going to be a full length um, and a very, very collaborative album. Like each song is going to have a different featured artist on it, um, at least, you know, at least one featured artist, if not more. So Fiend was, I guess, like a last little glimpse of those um 
I guess of that chapter so it embodies like yeah kind of like the end of uh of something cool yeah so so yeah so it's like this trend this transition to this this next exactly nice Mm -hmm. totally do you um are you releasing that into like this next album are you releasing that independently or are you signed uh it's all independent um so yeah this this next album is going to be self-released um obviously with like quite a you know team of people sort of supporting and working with me but um yeah not not signed just uh doing my own thing how do you find that like navigating i mean you you've actually studied this stuff so that's interesting how do you find navigating the industry side of this as an independent Mm -hmm. great question um I've sort of dabbled in in both. Um, like I've worked with a couple of small labels in the past um, and I've done, you know, a lot of my own self-release independent sort of stuff as well. Um, and there's no right or wrong answer. I think it just depends on the context of your sort of, you know, musical stage and where you're at in your career and what you're looking for. Um, and how to best support your music vision. Because sometimes I think having too many cooks in the kitchen can make things a little bit complicated. And, you know, adding in perspective, like perspectives from so many different players, you know, wanting their sort of voice to be heard on, especially on an artistic or musical project, can get tricky. Um, As you can imagine, like, you know, especially when it's your music that you're trying to like uh translate in in a certain way or have heard in a certain way Mm. um it's a bit more straightforward i guess um being independent and just being able to like make all the decisions according to like what your um goals and visions are versus working within some sort of framework or structure um although you know that framework and structure can also be very beneficial so yeah, there's there's a beauty to both. Um, I have really been enjoying the the independent process because it really is like you're dictating your own sort of journey and your path and your you know your musical baby and and just taking it sort of where you want. So um, yeah, that's been a really really cool process for me. Cool. Yeah. So like you're 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 able to kind of just release things based on based on like your your instinct. Like I guess what I'm wondering is did you ever feel like you're getting pushed into a, a, a place where you're not necessarily being true to, to who you are as an artist sometimes? Yeah. Interesting question. Um, with a couple of, yeah, I think there's been a couple instances where I was working with other individuals or like, you know, a small label or whatever out here in Vancouver. And, um, yeah, I did feel like a couple times there were instances where the vision for something was, you know, set out in a particular way, and I didn't really align uh, with that. And, you know, being able to communicate that and just like kind of stick to what feels true and feels like, um, you know, my own at the end of the day, because like, 
if it's me putting out this music and I don't identify with it and I don't vibe with how it's sounding or looking or whatever, then, you know, you're not really being true to yourself as an artist, or at least that's how I feel. Um, and so I need to make sure that I align with myself at the end of the day as much as, you know, it is important to take other perspectives into account. Right, right. Something that, like, just hit me randomly. So you you moved out to Vancouver, mm-hmm. uh, kind of between Toronto and, and Vancouver. But I'm curious if, like, like there just seems like a lot of heat around the music industry in, the, in Toronto. Like, there's a lot of Toronto artists that are just big names right now. Do you feel like that's, like, added any general attention to the music industry in Canada? Yeah, great point. Um, I think so, for sure. And actually, that's, like, one of the primary reasons that I'm thinking to slowly transition back to Toronto, because the Toronto art scene and the music scene there has really, like, I don't know, it's just grown and developed in such a beautiful way. Like, not just, you know, nationally, but globally. Like, it's definitely... Um, a place that I think people look to for like artistry and music and sort of like up and coming sounds. And there's just so much like experimentation, I think that's going on over there too, that um, is really, really like diverse and very unique um, in, in its sound. And just, you know, having, it's just the, you know, having the biggest city in Canada be on the radar for that kind of like um entertainment scene is is something that I think you know shouldn't be taken for granted like um of course each city each town like in this country has its unique arts and music scene but there's something to be said about the Toronto scene which like really um yeah like it has has gone to a certain level that is uh is really really great to see yeah like i i re- i'm old enough to remember like canadian artists not being taken taken as seriously mm-hmm. it seems like now you'd be a fool to to have that perspective <laughs> yeah exactly i know i know yeah there's like so many amazing amazing artists um out of you know canada toronto everywhere so um yeah it's it's been really inspiring to see that happen yeah so if you had like one piece of advice for someone who like wants to pursue music what would that be good question um I think at this point like do do you mean like pursue music professionally yeah, that's actually, that's a good distinction because anyone can pursue music. Uh, yeah, because I was going to say, like, definitely everyone should pursue some sort of, like, music as part of their lives. Um, yeah, so you mean professionally then? Professionally, yeah. Yeah, that's, see, that's a tough one because pursuing music professionally is very, very difficult. Um, I'm I'm still trying to navigate it and figure it out. I think, you know, a lot of artists are still sort of trying to, figure out how to do that because it's not an easy route or direction I mean it's an incredible one and um you know expressing yourself artistically and just like being able to to live and breathe that sort of world is is um unreal but in terms of like yeah in the professional sense it's very very hard um 
I would say don't do it. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, I would say <laughs> I would say like really like honing in on on where it is that you sort of see yourself. Um, you know, working within the industry is really important and making that distinction uh, because there's so many different kinds of professional musicians. Um, whether it's like teaching, gigging, session musicians, like recording artists like there's yeah there's tons of different uh realms and so I think like really making that clear to yourself and and sticking to that sort of direction is important but also making sure that you're versatile and flexible uh so that you can really like you know um fit into the context when the opportunities arise because you never know like when something's going to come up and you have to sort of be ready to take you know on whatever it is so yeah that's kind of uh a little nutshell yeah I I hear you with that though <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes like I try not to be negative and stuff but like you know sometimes a young artist would want to talk to you and just be like yeah I just don't do it (laughs) yeah it just it just doesn't pay the bills like um you know unless you're in a very like structured environment musically that like has consistency it's a very inconsistent uh industry I guess and so you have to be prepared with that and I would say like you know have another sort of like side gig or job or some sort of like something else going at the same time because it's very tricky to like make it your primary yeah yeah but that said it can happen so that's it it can yes a hundred percent a hundred percent so yeah um and um i guess like actually when is did you say i can't remember if you mentioned it but is there a release date for actually the single and is there a release date for the album yeah so um the single gracias a la vida will be out on february 10th uh so coming up soon that's going to be out on all of the platforms um so that is coming up and the album doesn't have a release date as of yet um i think you know it should be later this year but there's no timeline right now just given like how how much there is that needs to be done um and you know the team that that I'm working with is is small so yeah I think this year for sure date TBD got you got mm-hmm. you so how can people find you online yeah so um online you can listen to my music um yeah on on any of the platforms and under g sun music so it's g i s u n and yeah you should be able to find my stuff on there all right g sun thank you for jumping on our pays me and talking about your music and stuff and letting the people know about who you are Amazing. Thank you so much, Dwayne, for having me on here. I love uh, what you're doing with Art Pays Me. And yeah, I'm very grateful and honored to have been on here with you. Cool. Thank you for listening to Art Pays Me. Thank you to Langy Beats for the theme music. You can find more of his music on YouTube. If you got anything out of this, please rate review or leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening you can find out more about art pays me at artpaysme.com 
or you can hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Clubhouse. I'm at ArtPaysMe on all of those platforms. With that, we're out. Peace.